Is that Meph as a lizard? That is not Meph as a lizard. No, that's uh. No, that's Erda as a lizard. That's Erda. Erda as a wizard. I think or you would be a, a good Croxigore. Me? Mm -hmm. Or him? Yeah. Me? You. Meph uh, as me. a Croxigore? I'm for it. It's probably my favorite, like, uh... I think it's my favorite unit in theory in the army, but, like, uh, depending on the models, like, or the love and care you put into them personally, it goes up and down. But... Well, they are the construction workers of the lizard men. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's some synergy there between uh, me and them. All right. Good evening, everybody. I am the magical Mr. Mephisto. We're bringing... I'm going to go ahead and bring you something a little bit different from what I normally do on, on my usual rant cast tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking Three Spheres Seraphon. So if you've watched Rantcast for any period of time, you know that I believe that Age of Sigmar is essentially comp uh, like composed of three spheres. Uh, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think it's a nice little Venn diagram. Uh, and when they all overlap and form a circle, that's when I think you really achieve maximum passion for something in this game uh beyond that like we're gonna do seraphon this is pure this is pure propaganda if you came here to not want to hear about how awesome lizards are you are in the wrong place go ahead go watch any other show tiger king. <laughs> yeah, yeah go watch the tiger king <laughs> if we're or I'm like, is insane. But I didn't even walk away from Tiger King being like, tigers are awesome. You know, like, so, like, I don't know if you'd like, what's the, what's an army that plays with tigers right now? Is there one? Do we have a tiger? Uh, Amazons used to, but they don't exist anymore. Yeah. I so. feel like the thing we got is the Dracolines. Dracolines? Yes. The, the Thundercats? Yeah, they're kind of tiger-like. Yeah, they're, they're tiger-ish. They're tiger-ish. So I am, I am actually, uh, I'm actually joined by a number of correspondents tonight. A couple of advocates. So... Advocating for the the hobby aspect, our hobby advocate is going to be Anthony Polcastro. He's in the top left of my screen, should be in the top left of yours. Go ahead and say hi. What's going on, folks? So he's going to he's going to like cover some some hobby discussion. Obviously, everyone's going to talk about everything. Uh, bringing up the comp uh, the competition sphere uh, is going to be uh, Jeremy Cooper from the uh, Ever Chosen podcast. Go ahead and say hi, Jeremy. What's up, gentle bros? That is just Jeremy, if you'll recall from uh, from in the Wayback Machine, one of my earlier rant casts. <laughs> uh, and then we've got a disembodied voice, a, uh, a starborn, if you will, uh, from the Lustria forums. Erda Wanderer is going to be our lore correspondent. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. And uh, we've also got kind of a bonus guest. We got someone repping the international scene. Uh, he is a member of Chat Gang. You, you, if you've been around, uh, you've seen him around. Uh, Axo, you want to pr pronounce the full name for me, perhaps? Uh, good morning, folks. Uh, it's Das Axolote. All right, all right. So that's that's everybody. But but I'm just going to start with the obvious question. All three of you, and, and go ahead, and, and we'll. I'm just going to start, just kind of go clockwise. Uh, I'm going to start with Anthony. You answer first, and then and then uh, just kind of answered in, in in the way I are in the order I introduced you. Uh, why Seraphon? Uh, I picked them up at a time when no one was playing them because they were freaking cool. You had dinosaurs on top of dinosaurs with crystal lasers and more dinosaurs. What more could you want? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so it was funny. They were my first Age of Sigma army. I played fantasy back in the day. Um, and I just, the Carnosaur, it drew me in. I was between Zinch and Seraphon. And I, I, I had to go for, for that connoisseur. A little bit I know, 
what I was getting into at the time. I bought a whole bunch to start collecting boxes. Thought I was going to be fielding a really stellar AOS 1.0 army. Stellar. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was the Carnosaur that got me. It was the Carnosaur. Yeah, I mean that base. That thing's basically Godzilla. It's the Age of Sigmar Godzilla, right? Like, it's, uh, you have yeah. to have a tiny Godzilla. For the that's a dread. That's a dread story. Oh, the dread story is the bigger. All right, my bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. He doesn't fit on the table. <laughs> they don't even make a real base for him. Yeah, with it, with his twenty-eight centimeter base. <laughs> uh, in case anybody needs, I print bases for him. I sell them. I have bases. We're good. There you go. Oh, that's bigger than your face. Can you cover your whole face? Yeah. Okay. Can you? <laughs> I, I could very easily, and I'm a fat guy, so like my head is quite large. In case you didn't know, um, for for reference, here's a standard sheet of paper. I mean, that's uh, it's, so. so like if you could fit your battle tome into that space on the table, you can fit your. Dread I mean, yeah, if you need to, to yeah. show that. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you're when you're deploying the Dreadsaurian. Just t- grab your battle tome. This is there's your adva- you're getting your first advanced strat seraphon strat. If you don't want to tip your hand about where you're thinking about deploying the dreadsaurian, you just like kind of grab your your pretend to be consulting your battle tome and just kind of like look at it at, toward the table, you know, and you'll you get a good idea, good good use perspective. All right, so so Erdoman, why 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 seraphon? Hmm. Well, mainly due to f- uh, funds. I have been a fan of the world and reading and general lore for much longer than I've been capable of playing. And what drew me to Seraphon originally was just the the leaders, the casters, the Slan and Tedo Echo. Just okay. the ability to throw volcanoes at people, to pluck the winds of magic like instruments and just shut people down. It was a marvelous thing. See, see, that's an interesting take because you're you're mentioning some like pretty historical stuff, and I'm sure we'll get into it maybe a little bit when we we touch on lore. But on the table side, do you think that this the the terraforming thing? I think that's a really sweet angle. Do you think yep. that kind of do you think that kind of like harkens to that like lob and volcanoes at people where you're like, no, this is our terrain now? Uh, the realm shaper, oh, most definitely, yes. I love the lore of the realm shaper. Everything about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then Axo, why dinosaurs? Why Seraphon? So it may sound disgusting to some of you, but uh, three or four years ago, I was a filthy 40k player. Mm. And, What's 40k? Uh, my, yeah, my my brother, Mr. King Tanuki in chat, um, wanted to get me into Age of Sigma, and he uh, he had this used uh, lizard man uh, fantasy army. And uh, he didn't want to uh, restore it, uh, so he gave it to me, uh, and yeah, that's where I started. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but that's like now grown into like sort of a passion. This is this is your army. Yeah, yeah I, I played this army uh, for three years now, and uh, just this uh, early this year, I started my second army. Mm. So I I'm very faithful to them. Mm. And I'm sorry, Simmer, uh, you cannot rant about uh, Legions of Asgore having no battle tome. This is about Seraphon today, buddy. <laughs> I would love tome? to have them uh, a new battle tome. Yeah. We feel for you, but this is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Soren popping off with a bunch of gift subs already for checking. Thank you so much there, Soren, the mad lad. Um, 
So yeah, um, I guess we'll. I, I guess I'm going to start with like kind of the hard question. Do you think for like, for it to be the army or your like favorite army, do you think you've got to love all three all three spheres, or can one just really tip you in in, in favor of it? And uh, let's let's go counterclockwise uh, now. Well, actually, let's start with the competition angle. Um. <clears throat> so do you have to love? I think if you're into Seraphon before this book, you did. Because mm-hmm. uh, definitely pre-book, uh, they were they could they were a great army. You could hang in tournaments. You could have wonderful games. But like you, you weren't taking Seraphon because they were like the power play of the tournament. <laughs> well, like one thing I, I found about Seraphon is is. I actually think that something that's been diluted with this new battle tome, um, just even going back like just one year ago, they were probably the army that played the table the best. Just yes, yeah. by far. And and so like I feel like there was a real appeal to Seraphon players. I mean, maybe you weren't in it to win it all, but you wanted to play the game of Age of Sigmar. You know, like and and I thought that that was a really cool niche appeal. Um, do you think that survived the battle zone? Like you play the table still like pretty strongly or I feel That's, like it's been diluted. Gonna, oh, good. Yeah, I was going to bring that up when we got to my section. I think more than maybe a lot of the other battle tomes that we've seen, their play style has changed a lot. Yeah. Significantly. Uh, yeah. 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 So it like, I am as much as I'm excited for everything that's to come. There is a part of me that's like mourning the loss of do- double teleport and like yes. absolutely outrageous sh- Oh, yeah. like people call me the dirty skink around my part <laughs> getting in there sneaking out stealing stuff from them that they that, like i shouldn't have scored yeah. so, yeah. well like i remember you're very very uh importantly when when you did uh when you were on rantcast that first time jeremy you actually said i want more teleports you're like get rid of my summon i just want more teleports that was like the one thing you wanted yeah. And they actually like cut it in half and then some because kind of you lost a little bit of summoning. Um, a lot of yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. 80% of summoning. It was bad. So you lost yeah, summoning and the summoning was essentially like a, a pseudo teleport, you know, because you could set up to bring on models yeah. in, into into position where they yeah, needed to be. Funny, like, the, the, the deal with Seraphon pre book was that like you play the board, you play the objective, but you try not to fight. It's like, oh, if I have to make a fight, if I have to fight something here, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Now it's like flipped on its head. Mm. You, you like, had nothing that could stay around, nothing that could <laughs> kill anything. You just wanted to be places. Yeah, me- melee is just another uh, possibility for movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like skinks have kind of like, I think skinks are still, in fact, the skink keyword in specific is like, like it's, it's one of those things you find yourself really looking for when you go through the battle tome. Um, mm-hmm. but, so skinks are still very much a part of the army, but they've completely changed roles. It's, it kind of like, at first I, I like, I didn't know how to feel about it. And, and as a total outsider, I'm like, ah, those sneaky skink bastards are going to be sneaking. Oh, but they're going to be doing 16 mortal wounds. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like six. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you, well. you sh- uh, shoot, uh, buff, shoot and pi- and actually like run in and, and charge afterwards after the shooting. Yes. And, and then you get, and yeah. then you get like and 12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you get a two plus save if you if you really want it. So <laughs> it's just yeah. like two plus save skinks. What is it? Feels like the world's a little bit upside down. So, mm-hmm. so one thing that hasn't changed though, perhaps 
uh, you know, I, I know this was the big big point of contention, I think, for a lot of Seraphon players is, uh, is I personally, again, no skin in the game, not even my army, I really wanted them to get the Gloom Spike get the the Gloom Spike gets effect. Where we're like they they kept some of the old sculpts, you know, the dinosaurs. I think the big dinos look pretty good overall. Yep. Just wanted them to get like you know Croxigors get updated, you know, um, <laughs> Skinks to get updated. Yeah. I, I know some people really love the Skinks as as is. Leave the Skink alone. Please. Yeah. Leave the Skink alone. <laughs> leave the Skink alone. <laughs> I see some people. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> like, like, replace Resin. Do... Replace Saurus. Replace Crocs. That's all. I'll be honest, I don't even mind regular Saurus, but uh, the Knights, Saurus Knights, are yep. throw that in a bin, Croxgore, throw that in a bin, Salamanders, oh, throw that in a bin. Oh, Salamanders are the worst. No, I, I, I honestly, I, I think the Knights are the worst. Salamanders yeah, are but at least they're plastic. Yeah, sure, Granted. but they're, they're good for melting down, they're just trash. <laughs> they're the definition of dirt. Like, if you pick up the word derp, it's like a guy with his tongue sticking out. And I seriously think one of the, the sculpts has its tongue, like... Yes, yes. It does, yes. The rider itself is okay, but the it's just the mount is so bad. So mm, especially bad. with Drake's Bond Knights being a thing. Yeah, like, it's they're both on cold ones. Well, how did our cold ones... Two extra chromosomes, and, you know, theirs are good. Oh, yeah. Their sculpt is probably older than me. Oh man, that's it's brutal. Still is crying. But but so okay, no new sculpts. But it is the first thing you see in an army. You know, it really is. I think you know uh, if I any advice I'd ever give to somebody who wants to get an, into Age of Sigmar, it really is just go to a store, watch people play. That first thing that like makes you fall in love with Age of Sigmar is the models. Essentially, like you you just you see a model, you go, it's it's surface level. Um, you know, there's it's still got that it factor, doesn't it, Anthony? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Slon, even though they're resin are cool model, Skinks again, I think are a really cool model. Your Stegodons, your Bastilodon, your Carnosaur, all really cool big models. Um, if you happen to find someone that's you know bought a, a Dreadsorian to never put on the table, like I did, <laughs> I, I mean, it's an amazing model. Yeah, it's it, just yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, uh, they upped it to what thirty wounds? Thirty wounds now? Thirty-six. Thirty-five. Oh man, that's so it's 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 fun, but like I like I know that like my brain is wired wrong because the first thing like people were like flipping out about it on the on the internet. They're like, oh this is awesome, look at all the wounds, and I just went, it's attack profile sucks. And it's just like my brain just yeah. like <laughs> here's what you gotta think about. Like I looked at it and I went, Great, I don't need Yeah. I just teleport this across, give it three D six charge, and lock half of my opponent's army in place because like, in case you missed it before, it's base size. <laughs> It's half the board, okay? You can't move away from it. Good luck chewing through 35 wounds. I mean, you, you saw the, the list on Twitter with two, uh, two yeah. Dreadsorians in it? Yeah, the person who was living their best life dot list. Yeah, I saw that. that was... So me and Dan Watson were talking, yeah. did, a, did a list with three Dreadsorians. Yeah. yeah. yeah because there's like four people trying to make that work. I mean... You're never gonna win a game, but it's gonna be fun as hell. <laughs> I mean, why not? So, so, so the models you you mentioned you you mentioned a list of models that that still just hold up for you. How, like, I, I guess how does that all come together? As you know, you got a new tome, you're still in love with the Seraphon. Where 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 is your hobby kind of taking you with this army? Oh, so I went and bought the new start collecting that they because I only had. Uh, three Pterodon Riders, and Pterodons are got yeah. a big boost, so oh, yeah. I want to build 
nine more of them. Um, maybe another Bastilladon just for fun. Like, even when I wasn't playing them in this past season just to, to play something different for a little while, I still have been buying and building their models because their models are cool, and I, I enjoy it. I mean, I have 90 skinks painted, and I've got another 30 over here to paint. I have uh, 60 Source Warriors, and I probably won't paint another one of those. Um, but, uh, but Bastilladons and Stegodons, like, they're they're still viable and cool and fun. Mm-hmm. Pterodons, like, and another Carnosaur, maybe, um, mm-hmm. for some conversion. So, like, there's such, such fun models to paint. Yeah, yeah, and just having some different options, <laughs> some different things to try out. Because I still don't think, I mean, obviously, no one's played a damn game with them because we're all under house arrest. So, <laughs> right. uh, uh, I still yeah. don't think the full uh, what is really good and is is known yet because uh, there's always people on both sides of this book because this book is so divided in half on on how you're going to play it and build it. Um, well, yeah, they, they did this. They, I, I actually really like the Starburn versus Kolask thing. I, I talked about that a little bit with yeah. the re-rolling ones, guys. I think it's a really cool direction, really cool design space. Um, it, 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 it's kind of like having two different armies, almost. True, but the divide isn't there. It's between whether you want to run Saurus or Skinks, because yeah. both work in either. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, don't Starborn uh, get the summoning? Starborn specifically? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, but you but don't the care, summoning because summoning's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say bad. It's just, to me, the summoning is like the bad moon forgets. Like, I'm not playing because I think it. I, I can, you know, plan with it. But it's an added bonus that I can use at different times. Yeah, yeah but but you don't uh, don't have to um, to give up something uh, if your Gloomspite gets to to get the effect of the Bad Moon. Uh, while in Seraphon, you can use your Lord Croak to uh, blast your opponent with uh, long range yep. mortal wound spells instead of having the chance of summoning uh, two units of Skinks uh, the whole game. But he only yep. gives up. He only has to give up one spell for that, and. Yeah, but I think he can give up. Yeah, one spell every turn. He doesn't have to give up every turn, mm-hmm. right? If I don't need those points. Like my my thing is, you can get into like, um, just to bring in like a, a unit of three pterodons that have a sixteen inch move late game, and go out and get an objective because you know at turn four and then turn five they can move sixteen inches or run and and all this other stuff. You or, can you can really do something. Or even the threat of it, even the threat of it, of 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 it, like in something like uh, Scorched Earth, where your opponent's like, "Oh, if I move this, he can just summon stuff on. If I move my yeah. keep back unit off, he's just gonna move something on and burn it right away." Like, there's there's that 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 like mental mental game. I think the summoning is is still very well, much viable. Space and time is. Yeah. No. Oh, we'll teleport yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. If you're playing Croak Two. You're probably going to play with a bail win, so you've got five. If you give up one, it's not the end of the world, and you don't have to give up one every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, uh, like I said, it's not something I'm like... Your summon rolls early turns, so you have a few extra. Right. I mean, I, I used to build a list, like, predominantly for summoning. Like, I'm going to summon yeah. the next and it's good luck to you, son. But yeah, I'm like, I'm going to bring on ten skinks and maybe three pterodons. At some point, and other than that, I don't give a crap. Well, it, what's what's interesting here, and this is this is on I think the modeling side, the hobby side of it is is by nerfing summoning the you know gameplay aspect, 
you don't have to carry as much crap to a tournament. You're not oh, bringing yes. three or four totes filled of just skinks, like True. literally skinks. Although you might still bring about 60, 60 to 90 skinks anyway. But... <laughs> 60s are low-balling numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rookie my, numbers, my, my I get a pop-up. Like 90 to 100 at least. Nice. All right, all right. I own 200 of the buggers. <laughs> so, I, I have a question for all of you. That do you Are you still buying skinks? Like, do, do you just like... <laughs> Yes, yes, but for different reasons. <laughs> I see Jeremy Cooper. He just wait. He just held up a finger. One minute. Oh, here's the box. <laughs> Still the flash. <laughs> see, I I love Seraphon players. I really I. So I used to have like an uh, like an, a cliche. I talked about like orc players are orc players. You, you know, they they ride or die for their army. And then I met Seraphon players, and they're like. They're like orc players squared, man. Like Illustria mm-hmm. Online was like the this 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 lifeline, this this beating heart of an army that was kind of neglected for a long time in Age of Sigmar. You know, you yeah, got that's the first... why we were so passionate. The only people who were passionate were the ones who stayed around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have you have uh, you have Jeremy Cooper getting ready to bring uh, his uh, his dragon list uh, to Adepticon. He's like last minute. No, 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 Seraphon. <laughs> Right before the flight, man. Had the switch. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> so, so that passion for the models is still there for this army, obviously. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Can I say one thing about hobby really quick? Yeah, yeah. Because like I'm, I'm not like a proficient hobbyist. Like you, you all never be up there getting paint awards. But like, they're super fun to paint, and like, they're not hard. They don't have to be. Like they're they're one of those great models that like. One of my best friends here in town, he also plays very fine, and he's a great painter, and they look incredible, right? You can go, like, to the highest echelon of painting with them, mm-hmm. but you can also, like, hit them with some dry brushing, and they look great. Like, you can have them tabletop ready, like, in a, in a pinch. So. They're very beautiful. Contrast paint was, like, designed for Seraphim because it <laughs> yes. works perfectly with scales and their texture. Slight dry brush, some contrast, and these things look really good. Man, yeah, one of the most colorful armies as well, I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Deep can uh, have some excuses to be the full rain- rainbow palette of uh, of colors, except for Seraphon. Yeah, I mean, you can do a wild colors, and it still looks totally within yeah in, in the, the realm of things because you just go look. Here's a reference photo of a lizard. Look at the colors on this thing. Look right. at uh, you know a. Uh, poison dart toad and it's like you see this thing like i mean it's you can do a, a lot yeah i'd say that's true it's one of the only armies where you can have like each unit be a distinct color too like you know you can have your skink be blue and your river dactyls be orange and like but it, and like normally you need to be in a really tight color Range, scheme. yeah and we yeah. have desert themed seraphon armies we have island themed seraphon armies we have mountain it's just everything oh yeah all right, and with the uh, with the lore aspect of it, like these coalesced are the ones who have like already been there and like chilling out. Like, like naturally, they've settled a, a a plethora of biomes, you know, to to facilitate that. Um, and we absorb the terrain around us. We become more like the place we live. Yeah. Which missed opportunity number one. Well, uh, what's that? Not having us uh, ally with cities of Sigmar. Uh, we're the only the ones. Only- well, I mean, you're, that's the thing. You, you can't ally with them at all. And in the city's book, it talks about Seraphim living in some of the cities. 
Well, and, small groups of them, yes. And that's fine. Why? But I think if you're dom- if you have this Realm Shaper engine that come down and you've been there for a long, long time, and you're near these cities, I think it would have been a good little tie-in to be able to to ally in a city's army. Mm-hmm. Not that I care. Like I don't want any of their crap in my army. But... <laughs> yeah. but on the other hand, you don't uh, you don't want uh, City of Sigma to have access to Lord Croak's CP spamming. Oh, that's right. Yes, I do. Hammerhall would be nasty. Well, he's yeah. he's uh, Croak specifically has breathed uh, some new life into like Stormcast lists. Like, yeah. yeah, he's. Well, they needed that. I know a lot of Stormcast players are like, uh, everyone was like, oh, Croak, Croak, Croak. That's a lot of their theory craft is around Croak right now. And I think, hey, man, like, cool. Um, well, do you think... Go on, go on. Hmm? No, he's, he's amazing, and he's yeah. an amazing ally. Mm. Just the... I just want him, uh, um, a Star Drake, and then uh, the Celestine Prime, and you just drop in comments all over the place. <laughs> Just literal comets all over them. Well, this, Death this, from the skies. It's, it's funny because this is now twice that the best, like one of the best things you can do with Stormcast is play with Seraphon stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were allying in Skinks before, and now they're taking actually Croak and probably yeah. still Skinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. So it plays very close to the fact that there are only ally. For uh, so long. No, we we have. Uh... Well, yes, yes, now, but oh yeah, 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 time yeah. Sure. we only ally with uh, Stormcast and the fact that they always wanted to was always really good for the story behind it. Well, I mean, with Dracothian, I I feel like there's, I don't know, this is maybe where the lore, my lore uh, uh, experts here can help me out, but um, Dracothian is kind of implied to perhaps be an old one, right? Uh, Or linked to the Seraphon in some way, yeah? He's very much linked to the Seraphon. He recharged us when we were dying after 10,000 years drifting amongst the stars. But no, he is not an old one. Okay, so he's not an old one, but it's okay. No, he the, also... the realm gates were made by the old ones, though. Yeah, he he ascended uh, from from being a normal dragon from the old world, I think. Oh, is that what it is for Dracovia? It's it's unknown. We don't know his origin. But he also mm-hmm. breathed life into Sigmar when Sigmar was yeah he's... dying, wasn't it? So yeah, and then the rest of the uh, mortal realms. Yeah, he's closer to the Necron Catan than anything else. I'm sorry. Necron that... or just 40k Seraphim. I'm sorry, yeah. what's that? Uh, was that... <laughs> <laughs> was that... Oh, no. In 40 millennia, lizards become metal robots. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That makes sense. Just just throwing that out there. Dude, and the Realm Shaper Pyramid actually looks like their necrop- their, uh, their, their, their necropolis or whatever. <laughs> it does. Their pyramids. Oh, why why you do this? Okay. And the, the skull-shaped faces of the Necrons could lead to some... Love affair, the story thing between Bone Reapers and Seraphons in the future. That's what it is. I'm gonna write some some romance fanfic where like where like a, a mommy lizard falls in love with a daddy bone uh like uh, you uh mean bone the reaper. The gen well bone, bone reapers bone reapers are pretty well genderless too. I mean yeah. they are they are legion. Like they don't they don't they're probably like they don't have a sex. They have twelve souls in any given body. Their bodies are made mm-hmm. for war. Like they're they're genderless too. So so the, these two genderless species find a way to mate, and that is how Necron were born. I'm I, I'm oh, already man. writing the head cannon. You can't stop it. There you go. <laughs> oh, get on it. <laughs> I'll just call it boning or something like that. Um, 
jungle. Boning in the jungle. There we go. There's a rumble in the jungle. So, so any anything to 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 really like uh, finish <clears throat> off the hobby portion of our discussion here? Anything you want to? I'm sure we we might end up talking some more stuff as we continue, but but just really like the the elevator pitch. You know what what about these models just keep you engaged? Because we've we've established that you're still engaged. What is it that you just keep coming back to them? I mean, they they do. They have some some cool skulls. Yes, albeit a couple it should be in the bin, but they do have a wide variety of really cool sculpts and they have a wide variety of sculpts. They're not like a fire slayers where everybody looks the same. You have eight to 10 different distinct units, at least um, the painting. Again, they're relatively easy to paint. Even their larger models aren't that daunting because they blend well to newer style painting techniques with like contrast and dry brush and stuff like that. You can go wild on colors. Um, you can do mild conversions that look kind of cool and you can do some wild that looked really cool. Um, there was that guy who took a, a slon and put him on a Necron thing, and it looked like his palette when It was amazing. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do with them. And it, it, in the end, you have dinosaurs and lizards, and that's baller. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you could want. Right on. Right on. Anyone else? Jeremy, uh, uh, Axo, Erda, anything to add on models? Yeah, they have a very low skill floor and a very high skill ceiling as far as uh, hobby goes. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, we all just never grew up. We still love dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually love the flyers, um, the reproductor riders, as well as the pterodons. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it kind of awkward that um, now with the introduction of uh, the chiefs, there is some kind of odd number uh, required because they sell in uh, packs of three. And now you have to either use three chiefs, which I don't think is very viable in any list. Um, And, or or you you just have two uh, more than you need in every case, because you can't uh, set up a unit of two of them. Yep. Oh, also our boxes still are very cheap model wise. You get 20 skinks to a box, so. Yeah, but you need like nine boxes. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it they kind of even out. We're not yeah. as expensive as we could be. It, yeah, no. You kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, it, it, it yeah, Jeremy, I think especially even though you're running like a hundred, you know, quote unquote, a hundred skinks, it, it still ends up being like a pretty easy army to 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 you know kind of get finished. Because mm-hmm. of those that, that approachability, that low that low skill floor, but high skill ceiling. Hobby wise, right? When you look at ninety to one hundred models that you have to paint, that's when the like soul crushing starts. You just go, I don't want to paint this shit. No, I don't want to do it. But the fact that if you don't want to go to like the crazy crazy standards, you can knock out twenty of these guys in probably two hours with some contrast and dry brush fairly quickly. Mm. I mean. They they let they just really do lend themselves to that right very nicely, and you can get a good looking. Right on. And so I, it, it does matter that. I've seen a lot of people, and and this is I mean you're all established sort of veterans of Seraphon. I've actually seen a lot of new interest in in Seraphon too because of the the battle tome, um, and I'm seeing people excited about the models, even though you know they are some older models. I know uh, Ian on Just Play has been Vince Venturella on Warhammer Weekly. He's been doing uh, doing some Seraphon. He just mentioned picking up some stuff. Um, and I guess everyone now has to just buy ter- uh, Pterodons. So 
Like, every Seraphon <laughs> player who only had, like, three before has to buy, like, nine more of them. <laughs> well, we've always been a very popular faction. The only thing keeping us from being played at all was that we were neglected for five years. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a, a lot of people uh, in my area uh, do have uh, some Seraphon armies in their... Uh, in their... Uh, in their backend, um, and they are going to get it out now that uh, they have decent rules. Um, so so yeah. sp some people kind of keeping it on the shelf, getting ready to like bring yeah. it out when it was time. So there's right. a yeah. lot of people. Who a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of old fans coming back. A little bit of the or even Sigmar. new. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you said before. Never. So there's been plenty of people that have had dinosaurs grab, and now they're like, hey, these are playable. I definitely want to get back into this. Yeah. 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 My, our last club night before everything got shut down, there was like four Seraphon players rocking and rolling, and it was like the day after, or the day of the book. I, it was maybe, it was, I think, yeah, it was really close to the book coming out, or maybe it wasn't even out yet. And yeah. people were just like, oh, I can't wait, and they brought their armies out for the club night. Yeah, and they and fully painted armies. They just already had them. That's cool. So onto the lore aspect. So so the lore. I, I, has always been for Seraphon has I know the old world lore is like pretty metal as hell but yep. coming into uh coming into the new world they they had a really they kind of had this period where I, I feel like they didn't know what they were going to do with the lore um you know oh we got a couple stories in like malign portents I think and then we didn't really we got one them. yes yeah yeah so we got like a story in malign what was that that was an amazing story though like I still want to build that yep it's gotta be huge you still want to build uh, the what? I'm sorry? Their starship, how they talked about, like, it's way actual a jungle inside of it with spawning different rooms. Like, I want to build that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I, 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 uh, I was actually hoping their terrain piece would be a crashed spaceship. You know, like, I thought that'd be pretty metal, but... Oh, that'd be way too big. The realm <laughs> shape is just a tiny part of them, and it's already huge. <laughs> I was um, hoping it would be something that moved around. Like, I thought that would be a cool... Yeah. Place. Yeah. Yeah, like some sort of, like, modular, like, uh, you know, a waypod type thing. That's like... Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, the big uh, the big problem with Seraphon lore was that mo almost all of our old lore was tied to our heroes. We didn't have a lot of just general stories. It was all, this is Chekax. He can stop time and defeats demon lords that harm his slan. This is Mazda Monday. He throws volcanoes at people and stopped the bloody moon from hitting the planet. And they're all gone. Mm. Yeah. So with all of our heart lore gone, we had nothing to work from. And they didn't give us any. Mm. So how do you think they reconciled that in Age of Sigmar? Or have they reconciled that in Age of Sigmar? Eh, they, they've started. We, the, be, the best they've done so far is they've shown how we interact with the uh, the other factions. We keep sh uh, we keep showing up in other people's books as being this enigma that people hate to deal with because we, uh, the Bone Shapers uh, can't eat our souls because we didn't have any at the time. Uh, ogres uh, ogres don't like problem. fighting us because they can't eat us afterwards. Yeah, we have to look and for bits and scraps until the newest book. And and yeah, I love how orcs build chaos shrines just to fight us. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's funny. So so what are is some have have you uh, spent any gotten or have any of you gotten some time to spend with the uh, with the book besides the War Scrolls? Like have you actually read the the propaganda at the beginning? Yes, yes, I have yeah, yeah. multiple times. Uh, any standout moments in there when you're reading it? Like I, I know you can't go with uh, we can't go any of my podcasts without me talking about Osiric Bone Reapers. But I know there's this yeah. moment where I was reading my tome and I was just like, yes, like this is the coolest thing ever. In particular, when it was talking about how Nagash hates free will. But he gave like mm-hmm. a small amount to Bone Reapers because he knows they need it. Like I was just like, that's so evil. It's great. Uh, was there any moment like that for you with your book? Mm, slaves, to, slaves to Darkness. Well, you think Slaves to Darkness has the single best moment so far, which is uh, Sigmar is a false Sigmar. god. The first sentence in the whole battle tome. It's just like <laughs> I know exactly what this book is about. <laughs> well. A def- no, not a, not a single defining moment. Just key notes that come together to make a whole. Like the fact that we bind Realmstone into the bones of our dinosaurs is really awesome. The fact that we see what happens to Ser- uh, to Saurus when their slants goes out of commission and how they go into this primordial kill everything mode. There's a lot of smaller things that build up to make a bigger whole. It's it's the groundwork that they can build from. Okay. Would you say this is an army that's really good if you want to put your own spin on it? You know, like some yes. armies feel like... Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely and utterly. The fact that we change based on the realm where we have taken a part of means that you can make a, a specialized force that is the back has background entirely unique to you. So it's very much that, like, like, uh, like, feel no shame to be a snowflake here. They give you full agency to do that. Right. In fact, they encourage it. That's a, that's, I think that's a great, I think that's one of those like great moments for, for again, a veteran player and new player alike, you know, when you're, you don't know the whole world and you're slowly learning it, trying to figure out if you want to write your own narrative for your army without stepping on the toes of other narrative stuff, yada, yada, yada. That can be, you know, I, I struggled with like legions of Nagash. I'm like, oh, it's Nagash. Like I, I can't write a story about Nagash. He's the Supreme Lord of the undead. He, he fucking knows who he is. Um, <laughs> but, but with 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 uh, Seraphon, you have this ability to to really like mod- <clears throat> like be modular and, and and make your own sort of destiny. Uh, what have the rest of you found with like the lore? Is there any is there is there a lore element to it that like kind of keeps you invested in the army as well? I mean, obviously it's dinosaurs on dinosaurs. That's pretty metal. Yeah, I mean, I like how they keep changing the lore, but I. I... I wish that we'd feature more heavily in the main stories of the lore instead of being just a little side note. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. uh, I mean, Croak is this like ever-present being that's been here for no one knows how long. He is currently forty-eight million years old. Yeah, and what's he doing? Beating off in the corner. I mean, like, <laughs> do something, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's... S- sitting around throwing comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The extent of our interaction in the main story is essentially there was a big battle and Seraphon showed up. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a single book about us, and that's way at the beginning of, I believe, 6th edition. Hmm. And a short story in which, a as cool as the world ship is, all that happens in it is a skink sees something worrying and hits a button. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that malign important story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's like, oh, wake up. We're going to launch them. And then that was it. No, nothing ever happened yeah. from there. Like, you just, yeah, I wish we were featured more in it. I mean, you had one of our characters used to go around slaughtering rats left and right. 
Tehelwan? Yeah. Uh, which uh, one? They're, that describes all of them. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but he, the, the Red the Skink, right? The Prophet. Yeah, uh, right? He, yeah I mean, he, so this dude goes around slaughtering rats because he can read wonder. the future in their, their entrails, and he wants to spill all their blood to the, the you know, the great serpent god, Sotek. And yep. yeah, my man's gone. There's yeah, that's how metal seraphon like. are. We created our own god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My man is like, I'm immune to disease rats because I'll kill them all, bitches. <laughs> nah, nah, you're gone. Peace <laughs> out, bro. As someone who didn't really play them or know them in the old world, I love the the simple like space. Like, yeah, they they survived. They're like the sole survivors of this long forgotten world, which for me was long forgotten because I had played it like 10 years ago and mm. just had like reminiscings of what had happened there. And so I, I, I really did latch on to the early, just like, yeah, they don't know what's going on with these guys. They're mysterious. They teleport in, kick some ass and get out. Like it, it, it appealed like to me, it fit my understanding of the moral realms and like what these like lizards who, cause I didn't, you know, cause it's interesting that you guys talk so much about like, it was the characters, the characters, but since I didn't know the characters, the story fit like what I would assume yeah. cold-blooded dinosaurs are doing. Like they're not talking, they're not sitting around chiefing. They're coming in, ripping face, and getting out. You know? Well, yeah. I think the thing is, they do do that. Yeah. I guess. The temple cities were built by someone, and the skink priests and star seers, are, as both administrators, leaders, diviners, and just general energetic badassery, is is a big part of them. And yeah. I think people missed that a lot. Do you, I, I think that, like, I, I, I mean, I've only scanned the book so far. I just recently got mine because I got paid yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's like the, um, I felt like they, they were actually kind of making them seem a lot more badass again. You know, like they actually like, like if, if Seraphon show up, shit's going down. Like I, I did, yeah. I did feel like they kind of like preserved that somewhat. Um, like, in a way where, like, it's weird because, like, Stormcast kind of have that identity, but Stormcast have begun to feel, like, a little bit like jobbers. Like, they're supposed mm -hmm. to die when they show up. Whereas, like, yeah. Seraphon show up and just, like, desolated area and then, like, build a freaking pyramid. And they're like, all right, this is, like, this land belongs, this is ours now. Like, they put the flag down, you know, it's mine's now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think, uh, for, for me personally, it's uh, it's always nice uh, to see when an army's play style or rules reflect the lore behind them uh, very well 100%. and i think um one side of the seraphon um was uh, it, that's that was already the case with the old lore mm -hmm. um but the um the Saurus side the with, rip and tear uh, side yeah yeah the rip and tear side uh, with all the ferocious um battling metals and stuff uh, was seriously neglected uh, mm -hmm. before the new book and oh, uh, yeah the the community was was craving for some some more primal uh, more real sorrows lore see and so, one of the problems i had with the old they're all just imagined and i'm sorry if i listening or on the call but it just gave everybody an excuse to paint their so uh, they're uh, seraphim like night haunt where they just like Air oh Russian. they're 
Like, no, no. <laughs> this army can be yeah. so colorful. You did the least of the least of the least. There are no ghosts. You're, you're pissing me off. Like, yeah, the no. sixty, the sixty grab gas reapers just psh, psh, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to put color on them. It's not cool. Yeah. Don't like I said it. how they rectified the fact that we're not ghosts anymore was the dumbest thing ever. What's that? Oh, they were always uh, in in the book. It's essentially, oh, they were never ghosts. You just don't know how star magic works, you stupid <laughs> idiot. <laughs> it's too cool for you to understand, bro. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. man, so, like, the, 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 like, super grognard explanation. <laughs> yeah. So, I like the, uh, I, I do like, and, and what we're kind of, like, dancing around here is this notion of, like, the starboard versus the uh, Colesked, right? And the Colesked yeah. are, are, I think, bringing out that more of the Saurus rip and tear you know, what, mm-hmm. they get bonus attacks on their on their big dinos and stuff like that. So they're 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 it's 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 we'll talk about it. I think we're about to like get onto the, the competitive aspect or the competitive sphere of this. But like it's it's a little bit of a Timmy army. If you're familiar with the uh, the psycho uh, the the psychographic profiles of a magic player that we've started to kind of port over here because of Vince Venturell and Haywo. Um it's a little bit of a Timmy. It goes big dinosaurs attack more. But like I was looking through it and I'm like Big dinosaurs attack good. You know, like if you if you if you put the like uh, you put the right buffs on it, you can have like a really pretty solid like uh, smash face list. I'm like, th- I mean, this competes with other melee. So I thought that that was like actually pretty cool. And you've got some support pieces and some tricks. I'm like, you play like a full real army if you play Saurus. Like you're just you know like you're you're just a classic push stuff up. Uh, you've got some shooting support that you can still work in and, and have some fun. So I thought that was really cool. And in the yes. lore. Like, I get that the, it feels a little bit like a retcon to be like, oh, no, there were always real ones there, too. You just don't understand it, idiot. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, those uh, pyramids that you didn't notice because we haven't been writing stories about them have been there for thousands of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's magic, bro. It's magic. You, you just didn't look close enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, OCR Bone Reapers have a little bit of that going on. Like, Nagash built them forever ago, apparently. He was just waiting to use them. Until, right, but weren't uh, they locked up? Yeah, he had them locked up underneath all the cities, all of the because <laughs> because skeletons. So so this is canon. Like skeletons and dwarves basically built the mortal realms when when all the gods were still bros. When they all mm-hmm. like when they're all friendos, it's just Dwarden and and skeletons building everything because you know Nagash has a bunch of mindless free labor. So like they built everything, and I guess while Nagash was building everything with his skeletons, he was like building in secret passages and crap. <laughs> Uh, he was just using the passages that the, the Skaven burrowed into his trap. Like, no, no, no. Those are secret, mean? secret. Those are double secret passages <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that he doesn't know about. Um, bro, that's that's why he always lose. I'm sorry, was that Jeremy? I said Nagash has this awkwardly large blind spot for Skaven. <laughs> he just does. It's it a just, mile wide. Yeah, it's like, his, it's like the ex-girlfriend from high school, you know? Like, he just he can't... <laughs> He just can't like. It's just always a weakness. Always screws him up every time. I can, I can I can get skeletons to carry sand one grain at a time to build these giant pyramids for thousands of years. But gosh darn Eshin! <laughs> every. <laughs> but no, like, they do that a little bit. But like I think that they've done that with mortal the mortal realms rather intentionally. Like the canvas is is very blank and very wide. And very, little by little, they're, they're painting in a little bit more. So, like, uh, the Ossian Empire, they're like, actually, the Ossian Empire is right here, right next to, 
right next to Nagashazar. Like, you you didn't see it before? And they did that with Seraphon, like, times a thousand, because they really didn't oh, have... Yeah. They didn't really have, like, kind of anything, so, uh, like, substantive. No. And now they do. Yeah. And and I think that that's just a net positive. It's just a good thing. Like, I'm not gonna... Right. It, it's a we little... Don't, we don't blame them for giving us more. We just... It just is a bit silly how they did it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else to add about the lore? I, I really like the I really like the lore discussion. Uh, uh, Axel, you've been quiet for a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm not too deep into the lore, especially because uh, I didn't play in Warhammer Fantasy times, so I don't have this um, old world where this new world lore uh, battle going on inside me. Um, I I was okay with the lore before um, because. Uh, it suited my playstyle as well with the teleporting and uh, summoning stuff um, and I'm okay with it now uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think uh, there are many possibilities to to get from the law we had before um, to the law we have now uh, without being uh, or without being some uh, building something dumped in in it because they we weren't there, and now we are there. So, yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. No, and 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 that's another side of it too. Is like when you do have the new AOS player, because five five years of AOS, right? Like, there's people who jumped on day zero with Seraphon, you know, going forward, and they maybe didn't have like you said, Jeremy. You didn't really like know about them from the fantasy battle, and you had this big period uh, break. Um, like the players that just kind of were Age of Sigmar Seraphon players. I, I'm curious, we kind of have a 50-50 split here. I'm, I'm curious to know, like, in, as a community-wide, if they feel appeased that they still have enough, like, adequate, vague star lore going on, you know? And I I, uh, I think they do, because the Starborn still have that, like, they're floating in spaceships out there, remembering crap, and it's awesome. Well, yeah, our they AOS... didn't take away from us, so... Mm. They, they didn't took away from us, they just gave more options. Cool. Right. The, the AOS, lore, AOS lore hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. The Starborn are still the esoteric star beings they always were. We still explode when you kill us. Uh, so, sorry, Mef, we still don't have bones. No, 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 but... the Coleps have bones. Uh, they're pay- that just means I have to tax them twice as much, because <laughs> half your race is ducking taxes now. Right. <laughs> and by the way, I play Petrifex Elite because I'm a monster, and they're made out of dinosaur bones. Where do you think those dinosaur bones are coming from, man? Nagash has known. He's he's known. Stars. Yeah, he's known about he's known about the bones for a long time. Like Nagash, you did. He's known about your your goofy scar magic. He knows. He hasn't figured out. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Like um, it's, it's so you still explode. I think you have some mo- you have some rules that that suggest as much too when you're starborn. No, it's just no, lore at the moment. Just lore at the moment. Eh, that's a missed opportunity. I think. Yep. I think that's a that's just a missed opportunity. Show me it on the rules if you do the thing, right? Like it's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. All right. Um. So I yeah I feel like I uh, someone I talked over somebody in there though. Uh, no, no, we're good. Cool. All right. So now we're on to like. I think the well uh, we're on to like the sort of competitive aspect. Um. I've got my read, but I'd like to hear what what my uh what my advocate for competitive has to say about them. Sure. Yeah. So. Just real quick, there are there's two main ways to play, and the book really drives you in one or the other. You can't, there's no middle ground. You're either going Starborn, which is what we've kind of been talking about. It's more similar to the old play style, but toned down some, um, or you're going Coalesce, which is uh, 
you know, more based on real beings and their savagery. And so there are some rules that play um, into that. I would say like the overarching theme of Seraphon, whether you're going Starborn or Coalesced, is going to be uh, bus. Like these guys are throw- like every one of your characters has like at least two buffs that it wants to put out, whether that's a spell and a command ability, whether it's just an ability and a command ability. Like these guys are buff crazy. And so like the kill the characters like meme has never been more real than it will be. <laughs> you're fighting on a, like uh, the but it's like when you can so the Stegadon chief can absorb more buffs than I think any other model in the game right now. You can you can hit him with like four or five different buffs and this guy's on like a one up save with multiple extra attacks, doing extra damage on the charge going three like you, and not that you would ever maybe do it but just the fact that you can't he ties out with carnosaurs they both have the same potential for buffs yeah yeah that's true so i would say like that's my my overall the carnosaur can't get as good a save though he's not as resilient now now let me be let me clarify the one up save for the stegodon is not the same as the bastillodon's silly would you please elaborate how this while, this one works while you're on, while we're on it real quick because it's just the it's the it's the you know it's it's the elephant in the room real quick we've got we've got some great minds here um the thing the faq came out very recently and then this this uh the stegodon roll or whatever the, sorry, the Bastilladon roll. Um, you want to take us through that real quick? So it's the one up. It's not a ethereal save. It says it. It, it it's it's worded differently. Go on. I would say the easiest way to explain it, and there's not an easy way. Go on Twitter and find the picture. But what's happening is that when rend affects and a save. It's not affecting the save. It's affecting the dice roll that you make for the save. This has always been. This has always been that case. It has never mattered before because there's nothing with a natural one-up save. And so, like, you were always modifying a dice down, and it had the same effect as if you were increasing uh, a model's save characteristic. Like, there was no real difference there, which is why it hasn't come up and it hasn't been a big deal. Yeah, we had the Ren gap was the closest point of contention before where, like, you had to, you know, so there was a Ren gap. They cleaned most of that up with, instead of saying... You know, re-roll fails. It just says re-roll. You know, right. So they clean that up real quick. Most people maybe yep. don't even remember the run gap. So, but yeah, so an unmodified one will always fail. But then what happens is, so let's say you roll a two, and it's against rend one. It's going to take that dice down. So again, it's not like you're increasing your one-up save to a two-up save with rend one. You're taking your dice that's rolled a two, and you're taking it down to a one. But a one passes the save because it's got a natural save of yeah and it's a modified one at that point not a natural yeah. one right exactly right, right. and so, so you, you natural ones get taken out of the pot before modifiers are applied correct yeah so you hit this guy with negative a million rend does not matter if he rolls a two up he passes while he's at full health mm. yep mm-hmm. done okay because the base rules say you can't modify a dice roll low they so, don't go into negative now, if I may, uh, uh, you know, everyone's new favorite meme, it's fine, by the way. Um, I don't think this is game-breaking. Uh, it is it's, not. It's a congested, weird... The, the, what's, 
the language itself and the rule itself is what I think is is more off-putting. The fact that this thing has like a pretty much can't fail save you give it a reroll one with the generic command ability or mm-hmm. yeah right basically can't fail it, it what it takes something like one hundred and three wounds to get one wound one hundred and eight one hundred eight one hundred and eight statistically speaking. If if there's not an Astral Sparrow with his six plus after save uh, next year. <laughs> yeah. Also true. <laughs> right. But right. I mean what army doesn't crank out three mortal wounds a turn. And that's right. and that's the thing, is is mortal wounds yeah. are are gonna start chunking this thing down. Um, yeah, it's just saying how do you how do you deal with this this thing? This is the thing that needs your mortal wounds on it. Um, right. Realm spells yeah. are in play. Every realm's got a D three mortal wound spell. Um, you know, I, one thing I see in a lot of these arguments is like people arguing like it's chess. Well, my knight would take your pawn, and you, you know, like it, it, this game is played out over several turns with your entire army. You right. Know, like you don't need to look in your book for the one thing that deals with it in one turn, guys. Come on. Like. It's just a single model. It's probably got chaff well, because you're a good player. You're going to screen it and stuff like that. So it's you're going to play a game of Age of Sigmar, in other words, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't so have to screen it. It moves five inches I, and has next do to damage. no damage output. Oh, I don't yeah. give a crap about this thing. I'm, you can I, ignore I think the entire the game. Best. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, because you won't you won't get it down with mortal wounds uh, from magic uh, as easy because you have an um, global banning slan uh, with plus two plus three to deny. Um, that that's some different task as well. Oh, uh, Nagash uh, has a chain gun of arcane bolts that disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you've got you've got some some magic that might get it, but even if yeah. without magic. You've got plenty of shooting that automatically trigger mortal wounds. You have, yeah. you know, uh, other just basic attacks. Fire Slayer's Pike. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so many things that trigger mortal wounds. Very sad. Very yeah. executioner effects. Like, like, I mean, I, I think if if this thing, if a Bastilladon fights a uh, Terror Geist, the Terror Geist still wins, guys. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, because of its moral wounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean a ch- yeah. charging gourd gruntas, uh, stone horns off the charge. Like any of the big badass yeah. monsters are still going to chunk yeah. this thing. Like you, you know just what? don't want to be uh, chaos demons uh, when you're facing Bastilladons because flat three damage is nasty. So I, 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 I but your attack profile goes down. And you get yeah. less and less back. You... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no. So yeah, like he's not that impressive. Sorry. I, Again, I think I think it's fine. Like it, the wording and the thing. I think it it just shows it highlights a problem with how we deal with with penalties with modifiers, modifiers and unmodified. We keep having these problems with our rules, and I think mm-hmm. that's really the takeaway point. Don't be mad at Bastilladon. Like Bastilladon did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, that. that... Okay. The one plus save maybe maybe flashy, but um, it's not the thing that makes our battle tome uh, super strong, and I think it's super strong right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, and it, it's always been the base interaction of forget on how modifiers actually apply. Mm-hmm. You can and can't re- because what's an actual pass and what's a fail when you go to reroll things because everybody wants to modify a characteristic because it's easier to do it in your head quick at the table mm-hmm. versus what actually gets modified yeah. the role and yeah. compared to this and that. Yeah. But this, and this is the only thing that screwed everybody th- up. This isn't, this isn't, this is a, a full rant cast here, but this really reminds me of one of the, uh, Mark Rosewater, um, 
thinks that if he they had people like consistently playing a rule the wrong way across the entire like game, they change the entire rule because they're like if if your players want to play the rule a certain way, then you should probably consider changing it. I don't mm-hmm. see it changing in a, in the near future, but if there's an Age of Sigmar 3.0, I think this is something that might be on the table. We saw the same iteration of this same argument with Change Host. I'm sorry, Zeech, right? With the bravery thing. Characteristic versus, or modified role versus unmodified role, replacing yeah. the dice. It's that same problem, that modified versus unmodified, especially when you add in bonuses and penalties. It just, it keeps happening. So. I think it gets funny if you consider that you can go above a 6 with modifiers, yes. but not below a 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I think Vince Vince has probably got, already solved it for everybody. Go watch Vince. <laughs> We're not here to solve this. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, I prefer, I think, on things that have characteristics for it just to affect the characteristic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what we're all doing anyway in our minds. Mm-hmm. Like, having it affect the role... I guess like the base rules to where it affects that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's one of two ways. I mean, have it affect the the characteristic, or have it go negative, or or have negatives matter, right? Like beyond one. I mean, those are the two things you can do. Like, I think we're all okay adding math negatively. The game says it's for what twelve up. I think most of us learned how to how to do negative math. <laughs> so, like, mm. it, again, but this is this is a this thing. So I had to I had to actually. As a total outsider, I had to champion the Bastilladon. Uh, quit beating up on Bastilladon. Bastilladon did nothing wrong to you guys. Like, Bastilladon is cool. Um, <laughs> well, that, 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 that everyone calls broken, even though he's not. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it's okay because they don't look at our really broken things uh, if they're distracted by our there you go. safe Bastilladon. So speaking of really broken things in the competitive scene here with this army, Jeremy Cooper, would you like to uh, pick back up the conversation? <laughs> look, I, if we're talking about buffs, there's going to be one buff that is going to reign probably supreme in the land of the Seraphon, and it's the Starseer's Sixes do mortal wounds buff. This thing can go... Star Priest. Star Priest. Star Priest. Staff. Yeah. And it's... Uh, he doesn't have to do anything, which is like the greatest part of it. It's a point and click, which mm. is always the best types of buffs. Uninteractive. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. You caught uninteractive, I caught the best guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't mind. No, I just... Uh, I'm just... I'm having flashbacks to, a, to an argument I had with somebody like about RDP, and I'm like... Every buff in my book, except for two, comes off of my resource. There are armies that just get buffs without a resource. I'm like, Hello, several armies. <laughs> like, if, if Dolotus can have it, why don't we? <laughs> like, Sippy yeah, Cup. Like, Sippy Cup. Like, there's tons of armies that just have a buff. Uh, so, like, maybe cool it on making fun of my bone daddy. So, uh, speaking of having an OP buff for free... Uh, <laughs> Seraphon. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, OP. I'm a guy that's got no, five I, six up save. I just no. I I think it's great. I know I think I think it's good. The, again, uh, stuff is allowed to be great. This is great. And and so just from like a competitive skew, really quick, like normally uh, something cracking on a six to wound, I wouldn't care that much about, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to go through so many things to get to the wound, and then you have to roll the sixes. But what's cool about the Seraphon book, if, if you're into this, now not everybody likes to roll buckets of dice, but this book gives you the opportunity with several different units, specifically 40 Skinks and Saurus Knights. I know they're nobody's favorite, but 
They can have a lot of attacks. Also um, warriors. Yeah, warriors too. Um, where you can get the the weight of dice needed for a a mortal wound on a six to wound to really have an impact. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, you're talking about this is like the 40 block of skinks doing 12 mortal wounds. We kind of yeah, because you get there, it's down pretty far to like a reasonable level. You can get them. We have a lot of command points, so you can get them re-rolling ones. So, and then with the source, it's even worse or better, however you want to think about it. Mm-hmm. You can get them hitting on like twos re-rolling ones pretty easily. Yeah. Yep. And so then it's like, great, I'm just gonna roll 70 dice and look for sixes. See, my you can get them on twos and twos. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> See, my read on Old Seraphon was they kind of um, they 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 kind of lacked punch. They played the table super well, but they they just lacked that punch. They, they were just they were just pulling models off like gradually, and it wasn't even like they weren't even looking at their wound characteristic because it was just like the units that they had on the table and uh, really like the amount of damage to take out threats. They just didn't. They really didn't have those like great hammers beyond what Ripper Dactyls was about. It like you had rippers. Sometimes they'd pop off, sometimes they'd completely whiff, because low model oh, You had rippers that could kill one thing and then were gone after. Yeah. If anything hit them back, you just lost yeah. that. Unit. Oh yeah, I like, uh, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched them whiff against 30 Bestigors, and I've watched them kill 30 Bestigors to the man in the same <laughs> game. <laughs> so, our, it was, uh, yeah, just full to dead one unit and whiffed on the other unit. I'm just like, I guess you're dead now. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. so um, no, it was it was like, but they they've actually put a lot of damage in a lot of different places. Um, I mean, th- this army's got some damage now. It it has a real amount of damage. My my early read on it was it was uh, you know, average war scrolls like C plus war scrolls with S tier buffs, and and I think that that lends itself to a a, a really fun competitive play. The counterplay mm-hmm. is obvious, quote unquote, just kill the heroes, but. It, it, you have the tools to protect your heroes and and play a game of Age of Sigmar, and I think that's really, really what it's about. Um, so, do you have a early read? Do you have a bull, anyone have a bold prediction on where this is going to fit into the meta? Like you can, uh, you know, win loss tends to be, I think, the best way of 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 uh, portraying an army. A solid four one army. Four one solid four one. You can go higher if you're good at it. Yeah, yeah. You can go lower if you're not. I think it goes uh, higher in the hands of a skilled player. Um, I think 4-1 will be the average because there are just so many Seraphon players that will play them uh, in the near future, I think. They already have their reps Uh, in, too. We've we've established this is a... I would say their their competitive nature is similar to their hobby, uh, what, what we said about their hobby, like where there's a low floor and a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's gonna be real easy to go one and four with these I, guys. Like, if you're I not think, paying, yeah. you're gonna get out of your ranges. Yeah. Like if if you don't have your buffs off, there's really nothing that's a great like tank unit either. Like you can make. No, we don't have an anvil. Really anvil-y, but you need all these buffs. You need to do all these yeah. things. Unless you get the two plus safe uh, skinks. <laughs> yeah, well, but again, you get that through getting the buff. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're not paying attention. And you move this guy an inch too far, and all of a sudden your forty block is too strung out, and you can't get the bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, 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 yes, it has the potential to do really, really well. But 
it also it's it's not going to be an easy army necessarily to do yeah, well. It's it's not like fire slayers where you get your buffs uh, for free if you just be yeah. somewhere on your board and somewhere yeah. on the other side of the board is some hero of yours. <laughs> no I still think it's just a a base three two army and you're more competitive people you know more talented people are going to be the four ones. Well, I, I mean, uh, to the five ohms. Well, see that's that's there's um. Uh, Haywood's got a good way of putting this, where he talks about, like, if you're talking tierless, he's actually taken out, like, uh, I'd say he's moved towards what I'd call elite stats, where, where like, you expect a certain level of, like, I'm not concerned if the jungle's gonna beat me, I'm concerned if a good player plays this army, what are my chances? And I think if a good player plays this army, they've got everything they need to take it all the way. So, but my, I, I don't, I don't disagree with the three and two read, though. I think they're good player four and one looking for a good matchup for a five zero, uh, but yeah. you're probably going to see that that equilibrium at a three and two because what you said, Jeremy, you're, it's going to be easy to see people just like play the models that they already had sitting on the shelf, not buying the the Tyranodons, not uh, you know grabbing those key buff pieces, just playing what they already had, still playing with their rippers and stuff like that, just having fun, showing up with the, their Carnosaur that they just painted, and you will not have anyone playing rippers now. No? Yeah, no. yeah, that's so sad. That's so no. sad. Uh, the early builds with the uh, where you put uh, buffs on your rippers and stack them just got destroyed with the FAQ. So I'm, o I'm okay with that. They're dead. Yeah, that was never gonna last. You know, yeah. they would have taken 12 CP to make them as good as old rippers. It was not gonna yeah. be a problem. Yeah. No, I know. no. So I'm a little bit sad they they took the fangs of Sotek uh, so uh, skink ability uh, a little bit down. Mm. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that would be ultimately brutal. So, so for real quick, for people <laughs> yeah. who might not be playing Seraphon, the way this army's building, do you want to take us through that? Because you basically sure, yeah. have your Starburn versus Colask, uh, and then from there you have, then you have a an Enclave or a whatever Stormhost. Stormhost. Yeah. So you want to take yeah, us so through that just a little bit? In Starborn, you have Fangs of Sotek and Dracothian's Tail, and in Coalesce, you have uh Coatl's claw is that how you say that uh yeah Coatl. yeah, yeah Coatl's claw and thunder lizards mm -hmm. uh, and then what's really neat i think it's cool is that you have the same battalions for both sides but they do different things so it's like the same name and the same units are involved in that battalion but it gives a different ability depending Not on the different the half one of what it was before <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah it is it's exactly like half so if you took three three books there and you cut their battalion abilities half and gave one to one side and one but, to the other. But they've compensated by having enclaves, though. It's like, yeah, it's enclaves sure. given the other half of the ability, essentially, is what, what's happening. Plus, you have more elite. You have a legion's abilities now, depending on what side you're on. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and I think it, we, we got a good uh, ratio of good to bad one, uh, ones. <laughs> and the. And a better ratio than other books, uh, where sometimes only one build is viable. I yep. think three out of uh, or four constellations yep. are very viable, um, except for Dracothian's Tail. Uh, oh. I think. Ooh, really? Why beg to differ? You, yeah. you think so? I would think the only bad one's Thunder Lizards. Uh, I would Ooh. tend to agree with you on Thunder Okay. I don't okay. Think is bad. I, I have a I have a Thunder Lizard list that I am excited to play. I don't think I they're think, bad. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be what you see on the top end competitive. Right. I think you're going to see it at the middle tables. It's the three-two army that people right. are going to play a lot. But it's not bad. It's the bad one. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm not wild about Dracothian's Tale, personally. I don't think that... Um, Dracothian's Tale gives you back some of that move. Yeah, but but you get it um, in Fangs of Soltek as well. Yeah. Um, I don't no, take it from not the movie. That, you know. that worse. Uh, because in, in Dracothian's Tale, you can bring units on, so you essentially get two teleports. Because I can bring you on. You're bringing them on at the end of the movement phase. Which you teleport at the end of the movement phase. So it's like you're bringing them on too late. If it was still hero phase, I I would still capture objectives with it. I can still. At at the charge phase is when your Star Seer goes off for 3d6 charge. It bypasses the slow movement of most of our army. I would be concerned. If I'm doing it. Okay, so you're you're missing the point. Okay, we're going to talk about If I. Because I held him in reserve, and I teleport him out. He charges 3d6 into the line. He's going to hang out there, and no one's making him go away. Even at 35 wounds, there's a lot of armies that, like, if you put him into two-thirds, even a third of the army, they're going to kick out 35 wounds. Oh, easily. Potentially, yes. I I, I don't disagree. That's That's what you kill an additional turn that they're not coming in and killing my my heroes that I actually need and care about. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've I've lot and if they want to move stuff out to do other things or to buff other pieces that they need to move, now they're going to have to retreat from combat potentially or do all these other. Things. I mean, you're playing a tempo game. This is tempo, and but you could. My only, my my only criticism of it because I, I like where your head's at, Anthony. Uh, my only criticism of it is you could do it with a cheaper unit. Yes. Like, that's that's my only... <laughs> no, you couldn't, because you don't have the wounds. Like, if I put anything... Yeah. Like For half the price, I can get 40 skinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 40 skinks... And have a bigger footprint. <laughs> and deal more damage. <laughs> uh, you're not going to deal damage that turn, because they won't have any buffs. Yeah, yeah they won't have any buffs. And if you're stringing them out, they're not going to have the frontage you need on in any single player right. to deal damage. They're and, just and they, Yeah, yeah. It they, works well with Soros because their buffs go off in the combat phase. A lot of them do, yes. Yeah. Correct. I, I think um, what's uh, what's the problem for me with uh, Dracothian Tail is um, that I get the mobility uh, that it offers for in Fangs of Soltech uh, for Skinks as well. They they got 17 inch of movement or something like that. If you if you let them run and you have command points uh, at Sparrows and um, you can teleport one unit as well and uh, you get this precious um, uh, Overwatch shoot uh, of your skinks if you want to uh, that's movement in your opponent's face face and that's um, very valuable valuable i think uh, and i think if you if you play skinks um there is no no need to play dracothian's tail i can think Agreed. of some source knight lists uh, yeah, it's in mostly for the slow-moving source and dinosaur lists hmm. but i think they're maybe better off in in quotal's claw yeah. so- so I've heard why why the the fours and against uh, Dracothian's tail. What what was the reasoning on why uh, Thunder Lizards or Thunderquake isn't isn't like the hottest? It buffs bad units. Is that what it is? Yeah, it buffs the Stolon and the Engine of the Gods that both got hit really hard. Yeah, but that that you know Skink Chief on uh, Stegadon in Thunder Lizards with the uh, because you can give him nimble. Yeah. You can do or a lot. in the same position. Their general becomes really nasty at killing things. 
so or you, defensive. You can build a yeah. defensive. So you you become a little bit of a build your own flesher to courts. Is, yeah. Is yes. I, and honestly, I don't think the Zodons are that terrible in Thunder Lizard because you do get to fire them twice. This army's flush with command points. Um, like, you can create command points everywhere. It's cool. Yeah. Love it. You also use them really fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, you use yes. them fast, but you got them. Quick. Yeah, yeah. You should, should get an Everquartz uh, brooch if you can. <laughs> oh, always. That's why you well, take you get, Italian. Yeah, well, I mean, you get a free one in the... Uh, if... Um, Oh, and Quaddle's Claw with uh, the Soros General. Yeah. Oh, Claw is wonderful. I'm sorry, you guys are talking over Jeremy a little bit. Jeremy, what was Apology. that? Apologies. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I was just going to say, like, I think the Basildons are okay. I think there's viable options. Their range was increased. Um, and they and in Thunder Lizard, they can run and shoot now a lot pretty easily. So I think that there's some value there that I think is fine. I think really the problem is going to be so I played Thunderquake mostly in the on the old world, but what you needed was the summoning to re uh, bring on bodies because you started low bodies, and but you needed them because you needed them for screens, and so then you would end up with nothing. And I think that's going to be the major problem with Thunder Lizards is by the time you get the buff pieces that you need, the a couple big dinos, you're looking at just not a ton of bodies you you got like 30 skinks and something else mm -hmm. i'm actually the list i'm probably going to be running you know it's sad but i gotta do it i'm going to put in two tree revs two blocks of five tree revs mm -hmm. just for some extra bodies and for the teleport for mobility mm -hmm. so i think that's it's the the bodies that's fun okay. tech that's fun tech by the way i like that uh, I, I like that you're identifying a weakness and kind of bringing in the extra teleport essentially like i like that um mm. yeah um so so i, I think uh, bodies, anything else. yeah bodies which you need um i i think that and and just really what i think is truly being highlighted here is that there's a it's kind of got a little bit of the cities thing going on but without the like uh sort of pointedness of cities uh cities is very like it kind of locks you in in your realm it locks you in, in some of the candy you want to take from other stuff this is very much like pick the like what you want to play with and build to that strength within one of these these places. And I think that that's a really cool design. That's why I was really a big fan when I saw the Coles versus Starborn. And then I'm like, oh, wait, and then you get Enclaves on top of it? Like, ooh. Because now you're, you're dealing with extra moving pieces with, with kind of getting your, your army to fit together. And then you add the battalions in on top of it. You just have these a lot of these moving pieces before you even look at a first, the first War Scroll. You know, Osiric Bone Reaper, as much as I love them, I pick an Enclave. You know, like, that's what I do. Uh, and mm -hmm. then I play with, you know, I my biggest decision is catapults or harvesters. How many and more tech guard? Like, you know, like it's it's pretty straightforward. A lot of armies uh, will lie to you that their decisions are more than that. But like, you know, uh, once you're talking in a competitive sense, usually there's a best case scenario. You know, Daughters of Cain. How many witch elves? But I know I'm playing with witch elves. Oh, I'm going to bring some of the blood sisters this time. And, you know, like you have very small modular components once you really start to hammer it out. With Seraphon, even as someone says, this is the list. Someone's going to win something important once we're out of our uh, home arrest, as Anthony called it earlier. Uh, someone's going to win something with the Seraphon list. People on the internet are going to go, oh, that's the list. And then I think you're going to see a different list win something and you're gonna go oh that list is different from that list and you're gonna i think you're actually gonna see that for once with this army we see it a little bit with cities you know Hallahart living cities uh mm -hmm. you know uh 
go fast. Gotta go fast. Plus one. Hammer hole. Hammer hole. Uh, hammer hole is big damage. Uh, Hollow hearts. Hammer Hall, Tempest Living Eye. Cities, and Tempest Eye. Tempest Eye. Tempest Eye. There we go. Oh. Uh, Tempest Eye is the one I was thinking of. You see a little bit of that where you're like, oh, oh, oh. like, But they're still kind of playing a lot of the same stuff. You know? Like, they, they have a couple of different pieces. I think you're going to see some some good range of stuff that can win win, win Seraphon. Uh, competitive uh, competitive uh, uh, advocate, what do you uh, disagree? Agree? What do you think? Uh, I, I 100% agree. I think... I honestly don't even know if you're going to find that list. The list. You know? Like, maybe... But like between, so now if we get to the probably the more standout enclaves, you have Fangs and uh, Quattle's Claw that are just like you're even within those two. So let's just if we were to agree that those two are the top two, um, there's a huge range of like what you're doing with Fangs. You're gonna have blocks of forty skinks, like that's gonna be gonna be your core, and in Quattle's Claw it's gonna be Saurus, but. It might be knights. It could be uh, warriors um, on fangs. Like, what do you have other than the forty skinks? Like, do you, are you bringing a bunch of pterodons? Are you doing, you know, salamanders? salamanders. There's, a of, there's a lot of, of different knobs to turn. Okay. So the fact that we're arguing about this means that there's a lot of options that top players can go for. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are at least three uh, competitive, uh, competitively um, viable um, styles you can play. Um, one is uh, the Soros heavy heavy uh, build. Uh, another one is a skink heavy build, and the third one we didn't discuss as much is uh, some serious um, endless spell and mortal wound uh, focused list, um, because uh, bound geminids and uh, bound pendulum and stuff like that, uh, which you can easily stack on uh, with your with your. Uh, many plus two uh, plus ones plus twos to casting uh will be a pain in the ass for your uh, opponent uh and ad additional to your uh, mortal uh, global mortal output uh, i never leave home without geminids <laughs> yeah i mean especially not bound version of it <laughs> yep it's the best defensive option in our army oh man so that the uh the lizard man rule uh for those that may not be familiar one of the rules they got is like their endless spells don't have blowback and mwah, like it's so good. It is um, the best ability in the book. Like there's a, you know, there's if you felt bad that you didn't get your own endless spells, uh, I feel like you either got endless spells, and two of them would have been mediocre, and one of them would have been good. Yeah, the standard. <laughs> that you know, like, or you get this ability. I would way rather have that ability. Yeah. I, I don't think there's an army in the game. Really? Really? Yeah. From a modeling, oh, some, some fresh yeah. into the mix. Yeah, yeah. And you only say from a competitive standpoint because we don't know what would have been fair enough for you know endless spells. I would have yeah. rather spend less spells than this pyramid. I'll never. Uh, yeah. Okay. Give me a big serpent head coming out or something. Give me yeah. you know a spawning pool. Give me some rather than that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be in all day. Okay, well, I, I see what... No, I, I get it, because, I again, I, I I might have mentioned it off-air. I have a competitive lean. Um, it came through when I was talking about the the uh, the big, uh, the big, uh, big, big, big dinosaur, where I'm like, ah, my competitive brain just discounted this. But from a model standpoint, which is important to remember, and, a, and, and even a lore standpoint, it would make mm -hmm. sense for them to have endless spells. 
you know. It well, was... actually, I like it for the lore reasons. The fact that the Seraphon are so good at magic, they just pl uh, play with it like no one else can is really lore friendly. Well, it, it is. But, yeah. It is. But yeah. then, like, it also feels like it feels like that can be true as well as them having endless spells. Like, they, they should right. have both, kind of. Because... Mainly, we just want new models. We haven't had any in a decade. Mm -hmm. We got a we got a pyramid. Uh huh. <laughs> Technically, it's a ziggurat. I didn't want to be that guy, but <laughs> yeah, I'll zig your rod right above. The realm shaper looks really cool. It just it's a shame it sucks so hard. Mm. And so, uh, yeah. the the other thing is the FAQ came down that like your opponent can uh, yes can garrison yeah, it as well. I guess we should circle back to that. We had that conversation pre-recording, but we were talking about, and I'll just kick it off and then y'all go with it, but yep. how, how are you going to play, or are you going to play with the Realm Shaper engine? No. Uh, Not competitively. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of the Realm Shaper engine the same way I thought of endless spells for any other army. I will not take anything that could hurt me. Um in a competitive area. Like, I just won't. That's why I, while Geminids were really good, I would never take them because I'm not going to have them shot back into me. I won't take anything that can come back at me. And this thing could actively work against you. Yeah, it can't do the more wounds to you, but if you get a, you know, a, a block of something in there that can shoot well and now has a bonus to save and a negative to hit, like, think of some Zinch Flamers in there. Like, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> if, if I... If I could uh, decide where I place it after I know where yes. my army will be placed, I would take it. Yes, but it'd be really this, good then. No, I have to gamble, uh, and uh, un unlike the Bone Reaper Nexus, uh, there's no no real use in just placing it in the middle because then it's a gambling game. I just uh, I just want to say that uh, I I kind of called it on Bone the Bo Bone Tithe Nexus, that that was a trend in how we were going to see terrain beginning to come down. But, uh, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> My but, 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 but it doesn't hurt OBR. No, no, it doesn't. But It really hurts ours. Yeah, yeah no, no, it does. Know. It does. No, no, it's it's true. But when it first came out with the rules design, like, I f it, it didn't, you know, like, it, it, when your opponent couldn't, you had a 50-50 of having this awesome steroid for yourself. And then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, no, your opponents can do it, too. It crippled it. They just need to yes. unwrite that. I'd be willing to gamble on it if they couldn't take it over. Yes, yes. yes. It's become a big roadblock. Yeah. Uh, that, but that, since it, like, you can't put this thing anywhere near an objective. Yeah. Like, right. You don't want anybody even close to it, even in the middle. You know. no, that's the biggest thing. I have no problem with it going down both mm -hmm. terrain and, and all. Like, that's fine, because then I can still position it in semi-advantageous positions. Okay, no matter what side of the board I'm on, I kind of want to block up that alleyway over there, mm -hmm. create a kill box over here, or something along those lines. I can use it to my advantage, even if I can't use mortal wound ability or garrison yeah. it or anything like that. But the fact that it, my opponent can then advantageously use it if it's placed in a position no, that, like, no, that's I, not not a good deal for me. I made a joke that that uh, if Indiana Jones has taught me anything, and he has, it's that temples are meant to be raided. But um. Like I was just joking. I really wish they'd walk that back. It's your terrain feature. That it's it's yeah. bonkers. Like, what if I accidentally deployed my my bone tithe nexus because I deployed before the game, basically. Uh, if I deployed my bone tithe nexus and then like and then that says okay, the person who's got the majority models on the side of the table controls the nexus and they can shoot me with my own thing. Yeah. No, 
no, that's dumb. Like, yeah. like the Loon Shrine, like, you can start to pull back, bring your own models onto the table with the Loon Shrine if you, like, take it over. Like, yeah. no! Like, this is just... Or no, you summon the opponent's, like, goblins <laughs> under your control. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and again, with, with something like the, the Loon Shrine there, that's set up in your deployment zone only, so you already know where you're deploying, mm-hmm. so you're fine. Like, and that could have been how this worked too. Instead of being able to put it out farther, which would be one of the control. Yeah, yeah. But it's, they, yeah. It, because the size. That's why they're doing the before to, the the before size thing. Like yeah. it's what it's the problem that Nexus again the sculpture. Uh, I have this theory that the uh, or a hypothesis that the uh, sculpt team. Uh, just made the bone tithe nexus without like you know they were so busy wondering if they could do it they never stopped to think if they should and then the rules team had to write rules to like even let that thing on the table mm-hmm. um and you know because they're like if you can't play without the table the model doesn't sell so they had to like rewrite the rules of the game essentially say hey this comes down before terrain Zig- that that the realm shaper engine is about as huge so it's the same problem again. It's going to have to come down. But then you either have to be able to know your side. <laughs> the Dread Story itself is just fine, my friend. <laughs> this is all I'll say. I, do have, a, I have a unique fix okay. for, for the Rome Shaper engine. What if, fine, your opponent can garrison it, but to your Indiana Jones point, I've seen those movies. That bro nearly got killed hanging out <laughs> oh, in, yeah. in every time. If your enemy's in it, they take D6 more wounds. Yeah, you need some big rolling stones. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta have big rolling stones, exactly. Yeah, I'm for it, 100%. Because you're doing a couple of things. One, uh, Indiana Jones reference with a model, like, hell yeah, who doesn't want that? Uh, Two, the flavor, it makes sense. Why wouldn't this space race uh, with magic I can't even understand have, like, traps that I can't even understand, right? Like, they have such big lizard brains. I mean, in Gotrick's book, they show that they do. They, their <laughs> temples are guarded by auras that kill chaos on contact. Yeah, so chaos can't even garrison it. Like you write that in the rules, you know. Like, yeah, like I feel like this. This is they don't have a ton of missed. They have a few missed opportunities in this book. I think mm-hmm. this is one of those. You know, this is one of those ones that like it was like I was fine with it, and then the FAQ, and I'm just like, ah, you know, and then it became this this exacerbated issue that I didn't think had to exist. Everyone's returning them. Because because we didn't have uh, enough uh, anti-chaos rules uh, yet in our our book. (laughs) I'm with Jeremy on this. I want it to have... uh, I want it to have traps. So your enemy can garrison it, but there's traps. Definitely. You have to pay the entry fee. fee. Hashtag fix. There you go, uh, Games Workshop. Uh, we've we've, We've fixed it. Uh, hire uh, Jeremy Cooper. Uh, you can catch him uh, uh, on the Ever Chosen podcast. Told or lukewarm at best. No, I, I like the, your hot takes are lukewarm at best. No, I like the, I like this take. This isn't even a hot take. This is just logic. That's it's great. It's perfect. It fixes mm-hmm. it. everyone's satisfaction. You still deploy it in the way that isn't problematic for the table because it's huge. So you have to like shimmy terrain. Fine. Um, and then now my guys take damage in there because they're raiding the temple and it's metal as hell. Like, awesome. Yeah. D- D6 models for everyone uh, who's not uh, a Seraphon and flat six for everyone who's cows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You would like never put a hero demons. in there. It has to be chaos demons. Yeah, chaos yeah. demons. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, speaking of, so this is a rules change and I'm uncertain on how the fluff change worked with this. Uh, they're not demons anymore. Uh, no, yeah, that, that's what I was talking about earlier. 
They were never were demons. You just yeah. didn't understand star magic. Oh, <laughs> you know who's a demon still? You know who still has the demon cube? Really? <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't know, he still has the demon cube. Yeah, people listening back to this on pure audio formats, you've been missing all this great physical comedy from Anthony. <laughs> he just keeps holding up this base. It's great. It's amazing. Um, by, by the way, just on a, a little side note, yeah, uh, because I had I traveled pretty much every event I go. To. Uh, if you have a Dread Saurian in a carry-on case, when it goes through the x-ray screening, it freaks out TSA. They think you have an iguana in a case. <laughs> you're trying to bring an iguana on a plane. It happens twice. <laughs> Just let you know. <laughs> You're like, free warning. I've had to put something through the x-ray machine, but it's not a lot. <laughs> no, like, I didn't even think about it. I literally just goes through and you're looking at it and i'm like i don't have a gun in there or anything like i, I made sure I, you know all that stuff's home we're good and then they're like uh sir do you have a live animal in here i'm like no it's a big chunk of resin they're like what i'm like look let's open this up real quick they're like oh okay that's yeah. cool and i'm like yeah now don't touch it that model alone is like three weeks of your salary close it back up all right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the worst that's happened to me is I, I, I have a, a, a multi-tool that I keep on me constantly because I work in utilities. And so it's just like you keep it with you and it does have a oh, blade. Yeah. On, it has a blade on it because it's the second most useful tool next to the freaking needle nose pliers. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like I've, I've forgotten that thing at basketball games all the time. I'm like, I know I'm going to the basketball game and it's like, why is it? Why do I even put it on my person? Because it's habit. Yeah, it's, it's so habit. I've given TSA. Because I never leave home without a knife, than you would ever want to. Yeah, yeah. I, luckily, I've I've had like I've I've you know run back to the car or something like that. It's never been. I, I'm we're neurotically early to things, so I'm usually able to fix the situation. But airports are a different story. <laughs> I'm, I'm neurotically early too, but I'm also obesely fat, so like I'm not walking back. All right. Another $50 knife. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, I just kind of want to round out on two, two issues for competitive real quick here. So the initial read I had was that pteranodons were like the huge winners in this battle tone. Pteranodons. Um, pteranodons. Pterodons. Sorry. Pteranodon is, is an actual uh, dinosaur type. Uh, and so pteranodons uh, and then, uh, and then salamanders. So these are the two that just seemed like the absolute winners. Uh, salamanders yeah. were early on being lumped in with, uh, uh, flamers of Zinch, essentially. Uh, you're gonna drop yeah. and you're just gonna drop and pop with these guys. Uh, they even have the the skink keyword. They're more like, expensive, but yeah, yeah, right. they're much more expensive. Uh... Right, but you've got a lot more buffs to throw on them too. So, not uh, yeah. no, points wise, um, they're very expensive uh, in real life. Uh, oh lord, yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, and then the other side of it was, uh, and then the other ones were uh, pterodons and. Uh, Pterodons I've compared to Chaos Enlightened on Disc, where they're just they seem super efficient for the points. And I wonder I have these two curiosities. Uh and then as a total group here, uh we'll let Jeremy go first and other people can weigh in. Um am I going to see, you know, just all of the pterodons as a dot list or all of the sand uh, salamanders dot list? Am I gonna are salamanders really the second coming of flamers? Are pterodons really the second coming of, of Chaos or uh Zinch Enlightened on Disc? So yeah, I think Axel was, was uh, this is, you know, we, if maybe, but in, in real life, like you could buy three armies for the cost of what it will take you yeah. to buy enough salamanders to like spam the salamanders. <laughs> they're like 
20 bucks for one or something so yeah um so the full pterodon I, list is over a grand so yeah and they're very expensive from that okay. standpoint and funny enough for pterodons everyone has been other than pterodan that british dude <laughs> uh, everybody had rippers like tons and tons and tons of rippers so i think most people are going to have to rebuy and paint pterodons so you won't see them at first but you know mm-hmm. not going to be tomorrow the 24 pterodon list isn't going to be rock and rolling but i think you are going to have a lot of them i think they are very popular very good i think you're going to see a lot of stand-in salamander models for non-gw tournaments mm-hmm. um, because they're they're legit mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know what you could possibly mean <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing but the 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 sail fin salamanders for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and by the way, GW, please don't nerf. Uh, keep talking about Bastilodons, everyone on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're going to see salamanders broken. What's that? No, they're they're salamanders are good, but not broken. I agree. They're great. Exactly. They're they're good. They're not that great but they're good and they're going to see a lot of uh, I don't think you're going to see like you're going to find one Yahoo run a shit ton of pterodons and then he's going to realize it wasn't a great idea mm-hmm. because that much footprint you're not going to be able to get them all over the models that you need yep. to 90% of the time to do the kind of output you you can math hammer out right. just like you can you know oh well I'll get 40 skinks that'll or 40 source warriors that'll go in and they're going to do a million dip no half of them are going to be able to yeah that front edge it's, it's so rare that you get that front edge yeah uh, especially with source warriors on 32 yeah like you're you're better than blocks of 30 uh, see at, at that mm, at, even then you're still likely to get like we have 10 ancillary in combat uh, yeah. right it's more so that they don't immediately lose yep. the second 100 percent agree but the efficiency i would rather have 40 skinks because i can do it in the show where you're going you can have both. You yep. can, and that's the best part. <laughs> and I can have two stars, star priests so that they both get the buff side. Oh, I will definitely play two star priests and two priests yeah. in every list. I and that's one of the reasons in, in competitive, I, the starborn side is, while, I, again, I'm not building towards summoning, I'll get a couple ancillary points here or there, and you can bring out a priest who is pretty effective at 10 points, and a star priest at 15. Um, so late game, when those guys have died because they're five wound, four wound heroes, I can bring one back later on, eventually. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll see salamanders in every list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. have a really unique niche in like their rend two on both of their attacks, which is like you're just going to need that mm-hmm. in so many different games. They're, so. they're the more tech guard of the. Uh, of the world. Yeah, but you just uh, you don't have to to spend them that much. They're good yeah. if you take one or two units. Uh, they're not ju- they're not only good if you take I don't know four or six units full of them. Uh, they're even good in smaller groups. Uh, yeah. Hotspur here in chat says use corn flesh hounds as salamanders. <laughs> I was planning. Yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of people do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, those new. Um, Necromunda models. I was going to use uh, several of them as baby salamanders. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, already have two of the of the 
of the goofy looking ones. So I'm I'm gonna buy one more for my for my hunting pack. But. Nice. I have three of the old metal ones with the big fins on the back, and then I also have a package of the three Mierce miniature ones nice. around here somewhere too. And I I have unfortunately I have three or four razor dons too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, guys, bring me home on this on the competitive topic. Uh, you, you close this out, uh, Cooper, and we'll just go around. Uh, Jeremy, sorry. No, um, they're going to be great. Uh, I can't wait to see. I'm really excited to see what uh, the the galaxy brains of the world do with this army. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of different lists, um, and I think they're going to be bumping around the top. I think the yeah. days of Marathon, you know hanging around the 40% win rate are gone. Um, I think it's going to be really great and a lot of opportunity. I agree. I agree. Anthony? Uh, I think there are so many different ways that the win rate is going to be lower than what it should be. Uh, Yeah, but you're going to have a lot of people having a lot of fun Mm -hmm. because in competitive, it doesn't have to be cutthroat competitive. I mean, I play competitive at tournaments, but I'm in the Mid mid tiers, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, I just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you played me, and yeah. um, I like I, but I still like to be in a game. And yeah. this army will now be able to keep you in a game, so you don't just turn up and go, "Cool, I'm just going to go here now because this is done." See, that was day uh, one, though. So you got me still. You got me in this like weird like feeling out the room mode. Like I was trying to get you amped up, but you were like, "I'm just going to take all your toys off." the uh, yeah, I wasn't even. I knew in. that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that in deployment. I'm still amped, son. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Erna, what do you think? It's going to drive non-Seraphon players to conniptions because it's impossible to plan for our army because we have so many different ways to build. Ooh, this is a good take. Yeah, like orcs are going to have a 50-50 chance of having their army nerfed to the ground if if we take coalesced mm-hmm. or not. It's just the different playstyles are so varied and so wild. You cannot uh, you cannot put in a contingency plan for Seraphon. You just have to hope that the list we bring is one yours can deal with. See, I I actually like this take too. Um, I actually think that there's there's something we need to start doing a little bit better as a community, which is referring more to archetypes than the army. Mm-hmm. Like, even just, like, you know, again, cities is is just, like, perfect poster boy for this. Like, the city's army, well, which one? Am I playing, like, some, like, beer and pretzels, like, hey, dude, let me buy you a beer. I just grabbed my old models off the shelf and rebased them. Let's have a fun game, guy. Or are you playing that, that tuned Hollow Heart, Living Cities, Hammer Hall, uh, you know, whatever list? Are you playing against those, you know, um... There, there's, you know, so like maybe you, instead of referring to it as cities, you refer to it as the, you know, tuned hammer or uh, hollow heart or you know, spell or just alpha or, shooting, alpha shooting or yeah, like alpha shooting. Yeah. Like, start referring more to the archetypes than the actual like, you know, faction or, or whatever because they they vary so much dramatically. And I think if you program your brain a little bit to start looking for archetypes instead of armies, you could prepare a little bit better. And I think that's a lesson that you're going to have to learn from Seraphon is what archetype are they bringing? How do I pair against that? And remember, it's okay to take a loss, especially if someone's carrying your hard elf. If someone's got your hard counter, man, no shame in losing. You know, yeah. play play hard, play a good game, but whatever. You you got to play with your the army you chose. 
that's when comp competition starts, is with the meta choice. Uh, imagine if every tournament adopted the, like, Nash list format, where you could oh. always have what you thought you would need. And, like, oh, I wish it was, I wish it were the case, because I'll bring a... Uh, a Quattle's Claw and a Fangs of Sotek and be like, oh, <laughs> Jeremy's, Jeremy's shaking his head. I don't know if that's a disagreement or appreciation. Uh, uh, appreciation. For saying. <laughs> it would be just amazing. Really I'm sorry, what's that? Jeremy? Oh, just one thing we forgot to talk about really quick that I didn't, we would be remiss, I think we didn't bring it up, was that this, you're not going to get super duper low drop. Um, oh, no. Like, like you're not. <laughs> no. Like, because there's so many different characters that you need to make the things work, like if you're at five drops, you're you're pretty low. Mm -hmm. Like for Seraphon. Yeah, if you're at five drops, I don't know how you did the right number yeah. of heroes because yeah. you missed out on some of your heroes there. Yeah, yeah. yeah each list I built uh, always featured six heroes. Um, yeah. So just FYI, that is one thing that is constant pretty much throughout all all the lists. Yeah. You know how you can keep your drops low is. <laughs> He's a quarter of your army. Just saying. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> um, and then Axo, uh, rounding out the thoughts on co competition. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm really gra uh, glad that um, I now have a tool um, where I don't have some super hard matchups. I don't think there are um, many hard counters right now. Um, because the uh, Battle Tome now offers uh, a solution for basically every problem you could uh, encounter, mm -hmm. unlike, un unlike before when we had to basically outdrop our opponent uh, and get on the field before uh, they can drop this, their at least mediocre durable uh, durable stuff because we don't have any damage to remove them from objectives mm -hmm. uh, we now have some tools to uh, to adjust to uh, to our opponents and uh, i think that's a lot of uh, a lot of fun to come you're you're the um actually like according to your guys like uh itc rankings equivalent you're one of the top yeah. on players in, in all of germany uh, yeah i'm basically what, uh, the only competitive Seraphon player uh, in the top 100. Uh, I'm ranked at uh, rank 17 currently. Um, on Seraphon. <laughs> <laughs> as, yep. not, not on Seraphon, uh, but in general as a Seraphon player. Yeah. Um, yeah Which is uh, really impressive. Good job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is why he's our international correspondent. Uh, he's been kicking ass and taking names on Seraphon. <laughs> Yeah. overseas for a while now. It's, it's sometimes uh, it's hard i usually go uh, or, or i usually went um, to very good games uh, and then i get smashed at the top table uh, by some fire slayers because i don't have damage to do shit to them yeah. uh, so <laughs> that, that was basically my uh, tournament experience uh, over the last <laughs> for just like a year <laughs> yeah just one more down and pop back up yeah yeah all right um so then uh it just sort of final points in seraphon in general we'll start out uh with you anthony and just go around uh so this book is in my opinion not just because i love because i buy every book that comes out to know what i'd be up against and everything this yeah. book is probably the best book gw has almost ever put out uh it it gives you so many different ways to play with 
almost all the models in the range that no matter what you had or have or want, you can still use it and field a mildly to semi-competitive army. And the army will keep you in a game. You're not out of it after, you know, deployment. You can still compete in all the missions and everything and have a lot of fun doing it and have a lot of hobby fun too with, again, using bright bold colors if you wanted to or going minimalistic if your your skill level or your time isn't up to that. And you, you have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, I think I would, I would agree. I don't know if I have anything more to say. It's a great army. I, I encourage everybody who who wants to, to get into it. That, as I think we've talked about with Lustria Online, um, I had to drop out of the Seraphon WhatsApp because it was so hopping. I like couldn't handle the amount of notifications. <laughs> you know, um, people are passionate about this army for a reason, and it's because it's great. Um, lizards on dinosaurs run dinosaurs, and shooting lasers. So um, yeah, all, all the things that have been said. Erda, go. For it. This is a great place to start from GW. Now, uh, this is the deal. Give us some stories. Give us some models. You'll make a killing. I love what we have so far. Yeah, that's a great point, too. Um, I, I think like featuring them in stories uh, is just going to drive interest because the army, uh, on one hand, is already kind of selling itself. You give people a slight nudge the way you do with like Stormcast, where like they're heavily featured. You, mm-hmm. It's just it's just going to print money. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that, okay, they prioritize getting everyone new books. I hope that, like, we get, like, a second wave and, like, Cities of Sigmar and Seraphon and, and Orcs and all those armies that didn't get new stuff or new sculpts get new sculpts for the stuff in their book. They don't need, like, new new War Scrolls. You know, the books are good. Um, At the like, very least, resin. Yeah, get rid of, yeah. Just, just get rid of the resin. You know, plastics. Well, I'm looking forward to a, uh, a Shadespire Warband. What does that look like, and what does Ooh, that add? Oh yeah. What, what, what does that even bring? Is it two crocs of gore and a skink, or Ooh. is it a skink wizard and a, two skinks and a salamander? Is it just a dread saurian? Because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what other army gives you a base this big you can play with? Only like corn? two. Corn. Corn. Corn can give it to you, and uh, slaves to darkness in, in um, a war mammoth. Okay. Uh, also, uh, doesn't. Destruction have the magnum worm, not quite uh, as big, is it? Not, really? not yeah, no, not as big. There's only fair three, enough. Three models that use this: it's the chaos war mammoth, the corn dragon, and dread Story yeah. Fair enough. But corn is weak. Oh, um, and then Axo, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? Closing thoughts. Um, I'm very glad with how this battle tome turned out. Uh, at first glance, I was like. Oh no, what did they do to my reproductors? I love them so much. Um, but after looking a little bit deeper into it, um, I'm very glad there, that there are so few bad units uh, to choose. There are only four or five units, I would say, uh, are not uh, built to to be in cont- competitive. Hmm. Um, and even there, you could make some exclusions. Uh, you yeah, can find and, a role. Uh, like yeah, all, all good, all good subfactions. Uh, the best job they did at diversifying an army uh, to today. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. So, so I have one question yeah. for everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> what is the one thing that you they miss with this book? And it could be either a rules thing, a model thing, or uh, not so much a lore thing because 
you know, that, that is a whole separate thing. But, but like, what is the one thing that, <laughs> that you were like, why isn't that in there? Why did that change that you were like, that's a mystery? Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Crocs go don't Crocs go don't synergize. I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Bad. Mm. I just say synergize with anything. It's bizarre. They can take one buff from the star priest. Yeah. Uh, or the star seer. Star seer. Mm. And the star priest technically. To me, they're uh they're like a leave it unit in my. Uh, just they don't synergize with anything. The models are half crap. Yeah. Fine cast. They're so no, cool. One of the uh, I, love I love them. They're my terrible models, and I love them so yeah, much. Yeah, the, the <laughs> definition of a pet unit. Yeah, yeah, we've all got and, it. And that's, and that's fine. I don't think they're too bad. I think that they do well because you don't have to buff them. They're solid on the war scroll without the buffs. Mm. They aren't the best thing in our army, but if all your heroes are dead, your crocs are still strong. Uh, yeah. But all, if you, all your heroes are dead, you're in serious trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> but, but I mean, how, how many points are Crocs worth? 140. 140? So yep. for 140, I can get a lot of things. I mean, a, a Star you Seer is, is 140. I can get, uh, you know, uh, two Pterodon Chiefs if I need to. I can get Pterodon Riders and something else. I can get 20 Skinks. I mean, yeah, I can get two Salamanders. I, I mean... I just, yeah. You're not allowed to talk about lore. What's your uh, your missed opportunity? And while you answer, I gotta step out the room real quick. Yeah, mostly models. Models. Yeah. Models. Uh, there's a lot of quibbles I have with rules, but that's the big thing. There was so much excitement on Lustria and everywhere that, oh, we're, what, what are we getting? Are we getting a whole overhaul like everyone was really hoping? Are we only getting a few models? Are we getting a new hero? Are we getting an old named hero that we haven't seen in forever that was in the cryosleep chambers? Yeah. And for the fact that it was nothing, nothing yeah. at all for one of the oldest model lines in the yeah. game. Yeah. It's a little disappointing, right? Yeah. Even, GW, like, everybody this else is a license to print money. Everyone loves dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. And they already have the sculpts, like, for the Saurus, like, the, the Carnosaur Riders are already great. Right. Oh, the Carnosaur Riders are great sculpts, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the new like heroes. Uh, the Old Blood on Foot, the Old Blood on Carnosaur looks amazing. Scale mm -hmm. it down a bit, give it a spear, it's a warrior. Yeah. yeah and, and, and with the buffs they gave to Saurus Warriors, um, they, they would uh, sell tons of them uh, if they... Just I, made I new. Uh, yeah, and so it's it's just sad, and I wish that they hadn't. And or I I hope that in the future they do give us new stuff because yeah, yeah nothing right now I doubt it. Yeah, I mean with the exception of a shade spiral. Yeah, models. Mm. Yeah, I'm hoping. So, yeah, it, it's I've to the point where we're getting Blood Bowl teams for models. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've, I've seen people converting Blood Bowl, and it looks pretty good. Yep. yep. Heck, yep. just use the Blood Bowl miniatures. Just give them different hands to hold a spear. Yeah. There's a there's a, like a quick fix there. Um, oh yeah. Axo, did you get to weigh on your missed missed opportunity? Uh, not yet. Um, I'm a strong advocate of um, the skink way of life. Uh, so yeah. I really, really would love uh, some skink hero on foot. Um, especially a named one uh, would be great. Um, they kinda uh, 
dodged this. Yeah, <laughs> they they yeah. kind of dodged this uh, um, with uh, bringing a skin sheath on Stegadon, but why not on foot? Mm-hmm. Well, th- th- that's where like I like you could like easily get a grass rack or or um I mean grass rack's the only one that ma- matters uh, out of the what was that Shadespire? We, we got our like mm-hmm. yeah. cool like piece of chaos hero. It, yep. the, like you get something like that and see it as a skink uh, hero, that'd be pretty sweet. Bring back the rat slayer. Chat like all the chat gang yes. agrees with you. <laughs> like, yes. I guess oh. which one? They all did that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um okay, and then uh and then real quick reverse order. Uh if people wanna learn how to be good at uh at, at the game of Age of Sigmar, uh especially overseas, uh where anything you want to put on blast and where do they reach you, uh Axo? Uh, excuse me. Uh, I, I... Yeah, like where uh, where can people talk to you if they want to talk about all the Seraphon goodness? Um, I don't know. They're just the best. <laughs> They're not just okay. The best dinosaurs riding dinosaurs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's uh, do you have a Twitter handle? Uh, I'm das axolotl sc2. There you go. There you go. And Erdo, um, so you've got a little bit of a show that you started, and obviously, uh, yeah, where where can people reach you? Oh, right um, here in chat gang i know both of you frequent the show uh yeah as chat gangers the easiest place to find me would to be post a question to lustria online i'm very active there nice. um as for the podcast yeah uh lizard wizard one of our better players out there approached me to do a um podcast it's called the wandering with lizard wizards all right if you want to check it out we've we're only like two episodes now so very new yep 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 and, uh, uh, if if I can sen- say something, to yeah, this. go ahead. Uh, if you're an aspiring Seraphon player and um, you don't know where to start with list building and stuff, uh, check out Lizard Wizard's um, list thread in Lustria Online. Um, he's an I amazing list builder. It, it's it's just the best uh, there is. <laughs> That's high praise, uh, Jeremy. Where can people reach you, and why should they be watching your podcast? <laughs> Well, if you're watching my podcast, that's great, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're listening. Yeah. No, uh, so, yeah, um, I'm Slantastic1 on Twitter, so you can find me there. Uh, Ever Chosen Podcast, we're out of Texas, Austin, Texas. We're, we have a pretty large scene here, so we're usually talking about uh, that goings-on of Texas and then just what's happening in the larger AOS um, narratives. Uh, but, yeah, we have a good time as... Um, Matt mentioned at the, at the front, we have a, a motley uh, cast of characters. Uh, one who's been missing, but will be returning uh, to action here shortly. So we're super excited about that. Um, also, if you're just looking for great Seraphon content, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Caleb Hastings. He's a Texas guy as well. He does a YouTube channel where he's done a lot of stuff. It's just Caleb Hastings, I think, is his YouTube channel. It's not nothing uh, crazy. He's on, he's on Twitter, too. Um, yeah, he's well. but he's done a lot of great content with relation to the new book. Perfect. And uh, Anthony Paul Castro, the uh, the Luke Skywalker of 3D terrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, uh, where can people uh, reach you? On Twitter, it's uh, crazy. Uh, I'll, you know, I, that's probably the only social I really use. I will pop up in the Seraphim Facebook group. From time to time, and I pop in uh, Lustre Online from time to time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more on Twitter. All right. Than, than 
All right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, do you feel we've adequately uh, delivered propaganda to the masses on behalf of the lizard folk? Oh yeah. Yeah. They sell them. I mean, if you just remember, you can play with a base this big. Yeah. It'll be okay <laughs> with thirty-five wounds for five hundred and ten points. Could be thirty-seven if you're playing coalesce. Thirty-seven and thunder loses. That's right. Game. <laughs> <laughs> GG. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us, Chat Gang. Once again, thank you. You're the show within the show. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Good night, everybody.